Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it. As we always do, this is Monday Morning Discipleship, our Monday Morning Discipleship segment. And we like to come on each and every Monday, try to share a word with you that will supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. So we're still in our series, A Gospel for Marginalized People. This is week number eight. I made sure to check it out before I came on this time the last couple of weeks. Um, I haven't really been sure where we are, so I made sure to check it out this time. Uh, this is week number eight um, of the podcast, and we're going to wrap up uh, where we've been the last few weeks. Uh, we were in Mark chapter three, and we were looking at verses one through six, and we were dealing with that man with the withered hand. And there, there, there's so much uh, that was in uh, these particular texts, um, and, and uh, this particular text, rather, there was so much there. And uh, we took a little time with it. We made sure that uh, we tried to get everything that we could out of it. I know we're not going to get it all um, because scripture, uh, the more you study, the more you uncover. But um, let me let me go back to that. And, and let, let me make the statement before we get started on today uh, in relation to our discipleship. And uh, as we talk about a gospel for marginalized people and uh, one of the things that I talked about in these particular uh, podcasts when I talked about um, the rich young ruler. And I brought up the fact that he asked, he was asking Jesus, you know, what do I have to do? What will it take for me to make it into heaven? And uh, the things that he was asking of Jesus, and I, and I told you that Jesus, his reply really was to him that you've pretty much got to be a learner and a follower of me. And so I wanted to make that point on um, this week that we, when we talk about Monday morning discipleship, I'm still in the vein of leader, um, uh, rather uh, 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 following Jesus lead and being a learner of Jesus, being a learner and a follower of Jesus. That is still what a disciple is. And so I'm still in that space, y'all, when I talk about that, being a learner and a follower. So as we've been looking at this gospel for marginalized people, as we've been looking at this text in particular, this text is still about discipleship. And what do you mean when you say that when Jesus comes on the scene and we're going to read the scripture again so you can understand where we are. Um, when Jesus comes into the synagogue to do what he does for this man with the withered hand. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm making the statement so that you all know that even though I'm talking about ministering, I'm still talking about discipleship. When Jesus comes in and he sees this man with the withered hand and he sees this synagogue of people who really don't seem to be concerned about this man's issue. Jesus gives them a demonstration and an example of what they should be doing. And so he's really teaching as well so that they could become learners and followers. This is how you handle somebody when they're amongst you and they're marginalized and they're not like everybody else. So even though uh, it, it seems as if maybe, uh, you know, I want to be clear here so people can understand. This is where the discipleship angle comes in. Watch what Jesus does with this person who's marginalized. They have an issue. They have an ailment. Watch what Jesus does because you all just sitting around doing nothing is not helpful. helpful. But let me come in and be an example to you is what Jesus seems to be saying here, right? Let me read the scripture for you. Mark chapter three, verses one through six. I'm going to read it as I always do from the New King James Version. Then I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. So verse one, it says, and he, answered this, and he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. 
And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. Now, uh, we'll walk through New Living Translation in just a second. So, again, we've been here for the last couple of weeks. Maybe I think we've been here like three weeks. And uh, let's go back in here again. So there's some things that we've uncovered here, right? And we've uncovered this in previous podcasts. We talked about the fact that Jesus comes in and right away, their focus shifts to Jesus. Those that are already in the sanctuary, those that are already in the synagogue, their focus shifts to Jesus to see what he's going to do about somebody amongst them who, who, who's marginalized. They're looking at Jesus saying, okay, what are you going to do about this? Now understand this, understand this. They're not looking necessarily to say, can you help? Let's see how you'll help the situation. The Bible says here, it says that they watched verse two, they watched him closely whether he would heal on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. Their focus was on an accusation rather than can Jesus help this man. Their focus was more or less on, I want to be able to accuse Jesus of going against the law rather than let me help my brother who's struggling right now. And when we talk about marginalized people in this society right now, this is part of the issue, y'all is that we're trying to figure out what type of help, well, are you going to help this person the right way? What means are you going to to use to help this marginalized person? Let let, let me step to the side here for a second. You know, we've got an issue in this nation right now where you can go on any Facebook page or anywhere on Twitter or anything like that, and you'll see people arguing about whether or not unemployment should be given to people who are not able to work during a pandemic. And you will see people arguing about whether or not the government should help somebody so that they can accuse the people who are receiving the help and accuse the government. But they're completely overlooking the fact that some people really need help. It's interesting that we see that our unemployment numbers are where they are, which means that people aren't working. And yet you still have people that say we shouldn't be giving these people unemployment, even though you can look at the unemployment numbers and see there's a lot of people that aren't working. Why wouldn't they be why wouldn't they be entitled to something? And so we got the same type of scenario here where they're looking and they're looking at Jesus and saying, I want to see what he's going to do. In this situation, I want to see what he's going to do about this guy with this withered hand. And and the Bible says they were looking so that they might accuse him. Not to see if he could do something about it so that they might accuse him. And so we know the rest of the story here, right? Jesus tells a man to step forward. He asked them, when is, as we said in the last week's podcast, is it a good day to heal somebody? Is it a good day to help somebody? Does this time work for you all? Or would you rather me do it another time? Because they were concerned about the day of the week and they weren't concerned as much about this man's condition, right? So, so, so Jesus, they said they, in the Bible, and I, I pointed this out last week, he asked them a question and they kept silent. So let me go back to 
unemployment as an example. Jesus say, how, well, how would you help them? You think it's a good day to, to help? A lot of times people don't have an answer on how they would do it. They just don't want it done. I, I wouldn't give them that. Well, what would you give? Well, I wouldn't give them that. Well, where, where's your answer? Where's your plan? Right? And so the Bible says that Jesus looks around with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts. Right? The, the New, Living, New Living Translation talked about the fact that he looked around them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. And then he said to the man, I'm going to switch over to New Living Translation. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. Just like that, Jesus said, look, I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to help you out in this situation. You're standing in a room full of people who should be concerned about you, but they don't seem to be concerned about you as much as they're concerned about me right now. They don't seem to be concerned about helping you right now as much as they are accusing me. Because watch this. Even as we as we keep on reading in verse six, once Jesus wants us his hand is restored, New Living Translation, uh, Mark three and six, it says at once the Pharisees went away and met with the supporters of Herod to plot how they would kill Jesus. There was no rejoicing. There was no celebration. There was no uh, excitement about the miracle that they just witnessed. There was no. Well, praise God. His hand is healed. There was none of that. The Bible says that they were so bothered by somebody being helped. <laughs> that they said, we're going to kill Jesus. So, so, so let me bring this to a close of, again, this particular text that we've been dealing with for the past few weeks, and uh, we'll pick up something else on next week. But let me bring this to a close uh, right here. There's a lot of people that are afraid to help you. They're afraid to help marginalized people. They are afraid to help people who really need help because they're concerned about attacks on somebody else. They're concerned about what other people are going to say. They're concerned about the fact that, that, that you're doing it on the wrong day and that you're doing it in the wrong way. They're more concerned about what other people are going to do. And so, as Jesus said, what's a good day to help them? And they're silent. There's so many people out here that know that there are people out here that are going through. They know that there are issues in this country. They know that there are things, there's a certain group of people that, that is mistreated in this country. And as the Bible says, they remain silent. Jesus shows up and says, listen, it, th there's no time like the present to do something about this. And they remain silent. My brothers and my sisters, again, as we get ready to wrap up this particular um, passage of scripture that we've been dealing with, we'll pick up another passage of scripture on next week. It's amazing, y'all, that we have a situation right now where people, again, who claim to be Christians have not read their Bibles to understand that Jesus was not an all lives matter savior. In terms of salvation, he was an all souls matter savior. But when it comes to life, when it comes to the physical life, Jesus understood being marginalized. Why do you say that, Reverend Jackson? Well, listen, we, we, we famously hear Jesus saying in the word of God, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Sounds like Jesus was living a marginalized life. Yeah, you can come and follow me, but it's a rough road to follow even me because I don't even have the creature comforts of life. He understood 
marginalized people. He understood people that were pushed to the outskirts. This was the same Jesus who couldn't even be received in his hometown because they say, isn't this just a carpenter's son? He, he understood a marginalized life. And so when we talk about Christ, when we talk about Jesus, right? When we talk about it in this way, we've got to understand that he, he, here we see Jesus. He says, step forward, right? In the text, he tells the man with the withered hand, stand out front so everybody can see you. I'm going to put a spotlight on your issue just in case somebody in here does not know that you have an issue. I'm going to put you out front. I'm not going to sweep you under the rug and say, listen, blend in with everybody else because all lives matter. Jesus says, stand out front so everybody can see you and they can see what I'm about to do for you and just you in this moment because you have an issue. And what was the response? It was not celebration because our brother's hand has been made whole. It was not excitement. It was not joy because we're all on the same level now. We all got two good hands now. It was not that. They said we have to take out the person that's trying to help. And there are many people out here, y'all, that don't want to help because they're afraid of being taken out by some people. And not necessarily physically, but they're afraid. This is why you do have, and, and, and I'm going to go ahead and say it right here. This is why you do have some white people afraid to say, yes, black lives matter. Because they're afraid of the backlash. They're afraid of what might come their way when they say, no, these people need us to speak up on their behalf. This isn't about the rest of us. This is about them right now. This isn't about you uh, two good hand people. This is about this person who's got one hand. Let me say this before I close this out. This just hit me. This is, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me say this. I got to say this, and then I'm, then I'm going to close out, and I'm going to wrap it up here because I'm right at about 15 minutes. Let me explain it like this. If you look at this text and you see a man with a withered hand, he's at a disadvantage. And if you think about it, I promise y'all I'm going to preach this. I promise y'all I'm going to preach this. I hope don't nobody steal my sermon notes, but if they do, I hope they mention my name. Listen, when you consider this man with a withered hand, I want you to do something for me, my brother and sister, uh, unless you could just imagine. If you can't imagine it, then I want you to do it. Just imagine living life with one hand. God bless you if you listen to this podcast and you actually are an amputee because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Imagine living a life with one hand. You are at some sort of disadvantage. You have to do some things extra. I don't want to call people handicapped. I'm not going to say that because some people find that offensive because they have made the adjustment and they're living a full and glorious life and God bless you. But just imagine the adjustments that had to be made. Imagine having a withered hand and not being able to do all of the things that people with two good hands do. Imagine having that that disadvantage, if you will. And yes, you can overcome it. But imagine having to get up and overcome that every day uh, and do things that, that people with two hands just take for granted. Imagine that. And then imagine being in a society. Where people are looking at your condition. Especially you walked into the synagogue and nobody feels anything. Matter of fact, when you come in on a certain day. 
They say, we can't help you because of the day of the week. We can't help you because it's just not time for us to help you. Imagine being that person. And you have an issue and they say, everybody's got issues. Your issue puts you at a disadvantage. And Jesus comes in and he speaks the word and changes everything. Now imagine being in a society where you have a skin color that society deems this is your issue and they put you at a disadvantage and they pretend they don't see you. They pretend they don't recognize your issue. They pretend that it's not that big of a deal. Oh yeah. Because you've got that skin color, you got to make some adjustments. Yeah. You've overcome and you've got a lot of things that you made some adjustments and you, you doing well, despite this condition that they feel like you have. Right. Imagine having that be, be your circumstance. Imagine having that be your situation. And, and you, you step in certain rooms and, and people pretend that you ain't got this problem. And really, really, the problem exists in them, too, because they're looking at you different. But then Jesus shows up. And he says, come and stand out in front of everybody, because I want everybody to look at you. And I want everybody to see it. I'm going to call them out. I want everybody to see that they're treating you differently and they're not trying to do anything to help your situation and your circumstance. And I'm going to ask them. Can you help this person? And here's the thing. Many of them are going to remain silent. They're bothered that I'm even looking to show you any type of favoritism in this moment. And yet Jesus comes in and he speaks a word over your situation and it changes. And it changes drastically and it changes so much that now you seem to have favor. And somebody says, listen, we are so angry about the fact that you were made whole that we want to kill Jesus. Just imagine that. Just imagine being marginalized. And there's a group of people that literally want you to stay that way. Even though this last point here, even though you gaining the full use of your other hand does not harm them at all. <laughs> you getting two good hands does not harm them at all. It does not hurt them in any way. It just simply means that your life got a little bit better. You being black, get the same opportunities as other people. Get the same shots that everybody else gets. Your insurance is not higher because of where you live. You're, you know, you, you got the same opportunities at jobs. You got the same access to bank loans and things like this. And it doesn't hurt anybody else. It just makes your life a little bit better. And somebody's so angry. They said, I want to kill Jesus for speaking a word in their life. Just imagine. That's all the time that we got this week. I'm going to leave y'all with that question. That's all the time that we got for this week's uh, purpose and beyond podcast we're gonna pick it up again on next week where we're dealing with a new uh, scripture on next week as we continue our conversation a gospel for marginalized people let me give you our tag as we always do if you'd like to keep up with us if you'd like to check out the ministry's website best way to do that is to check out the website that is www.krjministries.org again that's www.krjministries.org if you'd like to purchase any of our written works Best way to do that is find us at the publishing website. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to like and subscribe to the podcast. 
wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope that it's a blessing to you. But we encourage you to like and subscribe to it. We believe that there's a word here for you. Um, we believe that you will uh, be encouraged here. That's all the time that we have for this week's Monday Morning Discipleship. Uh, we appreciate you all for checking us out. And we will see you all on next time. Be blessed.